0: Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. tech guy that, um, um, you know, our guest, um, I just want to hear can you hear us now? Because now he can hear us. Okay, great. He's hearing us. Awesome. Um, We are having a special guest here uh, at the studio, or uh, let's just say he tuned in from wherever in the world that he's at to come and talk to us about uh, Grow For Me. And let me just uh, explain uh, this this journey on discovering Grow For Me. Grow For Me, actually, uh, I discovered it through a uh, networking group that I was uh, a part of. And I thought, you know, what an innovative way of being able to farm. Um, In my own words, it is a platform where, you know, you can become a sponsor if you drop down your your CDs, your dollars, your euros. You can basically grow um, as a farmer would. Uh, Of course, you know, the specifics we're going to to ask uh, the entrepreneur, the main man, the brain uh, behind it uh, about this. Um, But, you know, that's how I would describe it in my own words and with a lot of interest uh, to it coming from the diaspora um, I just had to have him on the show to really take the time to explain mm-hmm. how this even works so that we could, you know, somehow, even if this becomes a, a popular, you know, diaspora thing, we should make sure that, you know, all uh, uh, diasporans uh, come on board and uh, start becoming a farmer from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's really where uh, where we're at. Have you ever thought about farming, uh, Donny?
1: Oh, Well. Yeah. More or less. More or less. Yes. Um. I think. Um. Some time ago, a friend of mine sent me a link. Um. Also for. To so that call... platform. Yeah. You're I'm not sure, sure if it's... it's the same platform, but right. yeah, he introduced me to the fact that you can also invest in, um, mm. farming, uh, in Ghana. I love something. it. I
0: love it. Well, uh, we should definitely explore, uh, some more of that. Right. Um. Time for a chat with uh, Nana Prempe Ajemai, who is a high-growth cereal entrepreneur, watch that, and chief executive of grow For me a web-based agricultural uh, crowdfunding platform that funds farmers to scale and grow more crops, using the income uh, received from interested uh, sponsored. Uh, now, the entrepreneur himself is um is an entrepreneur, uh, a serial entrepreneur, and I know him from another platform that he uh, uh, kickstarted that had to do with, on top of my mind, Fintech, which is doing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this particular platform has to do with agribusiness. and um, he's uh, has experience in building businesses in Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, and Ghana, uh, equipped with an uh, a bachelor's in. Agricultural Engineering. He oversees the vision uh, of this platform and implementation of a for me. Uh, let's have him on board and uh, let's pray the sound goes right. And Lord help us today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I how are you? I hope I'm good, and you? I'm good, I'm good. Good to have you on. Thanks for, Thanks for the opportunity. Okay.
0: Uh, how was your Sunday?
2: My Sunday was amazing. I got to spend time with my father, my mom, my wife, and my my first daughter, and we had an amazing day together. Right. Taking a break from a very very demanding week.
0: Right. Yeah. It it already sounds good. I'm I'm sure the food was delicious from morning starting.
2: Absolutely. There's actually fufu waiting for me after this interview.
0: (laughs) Oh wow! Wow. I almost feel guilty for keeping you because.
2: No, 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 that's a chore
0: when the smell, you know, comes, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, love I love it. So, uh, where where are you in this, in this time? How's the lockdown been treating you uh, at this space?
2: Yeah, so right now, I'm in Accra, Ghana, um, and I've most of my time here, and right. the lockdown literally has been lifted, if you think about it. People are going about, their yeah, regular business, I mean, churches have resumed, um, businesses have resumed, um, I mean, stopped going to the office, and it's almost, almost like there's nothing like coronavirus, and that's how it feels right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, I hear it, you know, I hear that, you know, business is gradually going back to its normal uh, place, and, you um, yeah, it's um, it's it's totally the opposite of, okay, of the situation here.
2: here. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, uh, uh, it brings back to the point that people need to do more to have a livelihood here. So, yeah, um, people can be locked down forever. You know, you need to go out there and make it happen. So, right at the point in time, people are just not going to stay at home, they have to go out and make things happen. Yeah, true. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And um has this affected business in any sense in in your case?
2: It has. Forgive me to say, but for the businesses we have, it's been positive. Right. And the reason being, um, when the lockdown happened, um, so to, to put things in context, my other business, which which I co-founded, other like my other partners is called um Ashariba, it's a it's basically a fintech for processing payments for churches and we have other products like my church pay and my business pay, one for businesses. Yeah. Our transactions go through like times three um within a week. So wow. we're doing we're not doing three times X. Yeah. And that was good for us, but you know, the effect of coronavirus on families and the number of people who've been lost to it, there's no way you can say that it's good. It's mm-hmm. it's been a terrible experience for oh everyone. yeah. Um, but in terms of our business, techn- anyone in technology kind of, you know, had a very great boost and benefit. But it's yeah. not something you can be happy about in the sense that the loss of life, you know, it's you cannot you cannot place a dollar on any life. So yeah. it's, it's painful and so, you know, um, unbelievable. But yeah, to just be specific, it was great. Our business grew and uh, we actually started Grow For Me in January. Yeah. Imagine, just starting mm-hmm. this, I mean, it was a lockdown, you can imagine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I, I can definitely identify with what you're saying. Uh, it was, uh, you know, some life lost um, definitely has been very painful. Um, but I, I guess for particular businesses, especially in the tech arena, it's just been, you know, more busy, it's been lucrative, uh, even if we are uh, to say. And um, in, in this case, you know, um, it's a good thing that you know business for for those that are in that industry, you know, has been has been going well. Mm-hmm. Um, just just before we uh, mm-hmm. talk anything and go into the details, you know, a lot of people know you as a serial entrepreneur. I mean, even uh, you mentioned other platform that you started, um, but just give us an idea a bit about who uh, Nana Prempe uh, Ajimai is and
2: um yeah okay so before i start getting my home and having this interview so if you hear my daughter scream in the background please forgive me that's I'm fine just, you know. <laughs> um okay so um I'm, I'm just i'm just like a regular guy okay you could say nana is that that guy you see by the road or somewhere in the world and he's yeah. just like you didn't go to any ivy league school you know did all his education here in Ghana." my bachelor's, I mean the University of Ghana, my master's in philosophy and engineering machine systems in the University of Ghana. But pretty much thanks to my uh, God's grace and my father's you know work as a flight attendant and steward back then in Ghana, I got a chance to travel, you know, at a very young age. And um, whilst I I finished my 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 bachelor's and, and my master's, I kind of started, you know, come I I went straight into business with my other partners. And that gave me a lot of exposure. You know, I traveled to, I mean, many countries, you know, and I'd say my my greatest transformation as a person that has shaped my entrepreneurial journey has been um, an institution called Meltwater. So Meltwater Entrepreneur School of Technology, often known as MEST, set up, set by um, a Norwegian entrepreneur called Jon Lisingen, who uh, currently runs a company called Meltwater. Um fifteen thousand people across the world And that institution, the entrepreneurial school, provided me the entrepreneurial education that I needed to um, understand what it takes to build and rapidly start up a business. So Mm -hmm. that's on my business side. But as a person, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a brother, I'm a pastor in my father's church, um, and I just love God. And I just love to, you know, wherever I go, talk about business and talk about my faith in Christ. And it's just who I am. And I believe that. After all all the money we make, all the fame we make, all the impact we make, we would leave behind what matters is where you find yourself after life. So that's really me in the, in the summary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh getting a, a sort of idea of what what drives you as a as an entrepreneur. And we always we always ask this, you know, to all of our entrepreneurs who come this. Um, when you discover your why, you know, it doesn't matter what type of business you set up, that's passion and no one we are here for will always come back, you know, um, and you haven't set up a payment platform, grow for me. How would you best describe your work?
2: Your yeah, so I didn't set up all these companies by myself. And it's very important to say that many times when people get to, you know, interact with me, they feel like I'm this superhuman who does many things by myself. No, I am a very strong believer in teams. And to build teams is to really connect with people and have a very personal, you know, connection with them and understanding the aspirations, their visions, their their hopes for themselves, and showing, how, showing them how their personal, you know, ambitions and vision tie into your vision, and how it can help them realize theirs. So I typically build teams around companies, and these companies, you know, um, I lead them, and I bring others in to lead and to make them grow. So first company we really started was Asuriba. It's The is a as is is an account term means a church of the child. It's simply a church management software, or you would say a CRM um, yeah. in business terms. And it was needed in a market that's, that's what, half a billion African Christians on the continent, yet there's no technology that's serving them precisely for their needs. So we built a very powerful solution with four other co-founders, with the other co-founders. And today, uh, it's doing amazing well. Um, with time, we we spun it off to have a purely payment solution. My church pay, and then um, another one being um, uh, my business pay for business advice. exciting what my church pay does. Now we have for the first time direct WhatsApp payments and um, channel. I can send you a link to try it. You can literally pay your tithe and offerings through WhatsApp using your card or your mobile money. And, <laughs> yeah, I can send you a link to try it out. But that's for um, that for. Um, I'm sorry, but, but then my growth, growth for me was really deeply, you know, aligned with my heart and my passion as an individual, because growing up, initially, I wanted to be a farmer. Then I saw my father steward. I wanted to be a pilot. Then I saw, I mean, all the things about fighter jets and, and JJ Rollins. I wanted to be a fighter pilot, and I pursued that through um, second year school. And then at the core, when I started doing my MPhil in agriculture I began to understand the impact of agriculture on on, on a continent, I realized that my first lab really was a very critical you know um, ambition and that I had to figure a way to combine technology and agriculture and and down the line I can tell you the story about how we started go for me. but really I mean everything I experienced so far is kind of connected to my my upbringing and my growth and that's really helped shape, you know how I started business and how I put people around the businesses so that they can work. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you could describe your upbringing, like with two words, so that yeah, we have an idea yeah. what
2: that um... yeah. So two words. Yeah. Eight siblings, and a praying mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be the two words I'll use. So eight siblings gave me the opportunity to understand what it means to grow amongst people and connect. Mm-hmm. And a praying mother. I re- I say that because my mom had been a very strong foundation to encourage me. I used to look at myself as the dumbest person in the classroom and in the family, but she kept saying, look, I know something great, really in you can make it. So these things shake me and has been being really fundamental in any time in my entrepreneurial journey to so build companies, I find challenges and I, I hit stumbling blocks. I just remember those words and it pushes me. So yeah. these are the two ways I'll describe my upbringing. Right, right. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about uh, Grow For Me, because uh, um, even when I shared it on, uh, on a platform uh, that was the Ghanian community here in the, the Netherlands, people was, uh, were intrigued right away. Um, so could you, could you start by sharing a bit about your, your other baby, <laughs> Grow For Me?
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'll say this. Um, do you know that by 2030, the agriculture industry will be worth a trillion dollars in Africa? One trillion dollars. And do you know, I think about about 2.5 billion Africans on the continent, Mm Currently, here about 1.3, some people say 1.6 billion. But it's the fact that we still struggle to feed everyone on this continent. Yeah. And when you look at these numbers, okay, it gets scary and you find people saying, look, one of the biggest challenges you're gonna have in future, is going to be water and food.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And you see what even makes it a bit more scary is and hey, I'm not here to preach doom, but I just want you to understand some of the factual basis before I talk about my, my personal story about starting growth me. Do you know it's a fact that um, over 60 to 70% of the food produced in Africa is done by smallholder farmers, meaning someone owns about three to five acres. And to put this in context, someone owns just about maybe a farmer, who you may say a very professional farmer, may own maximum three to five acres football fields of farm is entire farming life. Whilst mm-hmm. if you look at real, really large producing countries, they have what we call I mean, hectares, someone's mm-hmm. a single farmer will be producing a 100,000 acre farm with just five people in his family because he has the machines in place. So you realize that there's a very significant difference in the production dynamics in very developed countries and developing countries. And the other fact that's a bit scary is that most of these farmers will have three to five acres. Or three to five football fields of a farm entire like are growing old and their yeah, kids are not taking up after them they leave the, the the farming areas into the city to do menial tasks like being security guards or we have a term here and called or Chor-Chor. you chocho mate you won't understand it but sim, basically um uh, you have just passes running around and people need to take the money manually and and that's that's something you just need to google to see what i mean right and what happens is as young people leave the agriculture industry and most farmers are growing old, the amount of food being produced dwindles. So you have a growing population and you have lower food production across the continent and more people to get hungry. So these are the facts of the matter. But to my personal journey, we had, I had always been in touch with my friends from university and I was like, Hey, you know, we know we are, we're trained and we are passionate about culture but what can we do in that mm-hmm. culture space how do we combine um, our skills to make a difference because we made a decision we didn't want to go work for someone we wanted to build something mm-hmm. and um my friend francis who has an M-field in and water engineering and my friend kwame who is an executive in the aviation industry sells across um, africa airplanes a lot agriculture and, and satellite technology and drones uh, and then my other friend called um, you know, Goffred, who is a technical guy and build software, we were like, hey, let's um, take a trip from Accra to Nigeria on um, bamboo bicycles. It's about 450 kilometer journey. Let's see what's out there. Let's let's get to experience our continent or just West Africa for ourselves. And the process was to try and raise funds for an orphanage and see how we can help. On that trip, and mind you, you if you've ever been to West Africa or Ghana or any West Africa, you understand how our roads are. You, know, you don't have a clear demarcated pavement for bicycles, so you're literally driving, cycling on the main road, on bamboo bicycles, with your car flowing. But what we saw was that we were blessed with so much land, land that had good rain, you know, good water, and the only thing that was limited us from producing enough to feed our continent was having the right investments to cultivate that land at scale. So we do this from Accra to Nigeria so Accra, Togo, Benin, Nigeria. We see all the the countryside. We see how most of the farmers you see are having smaller, smaller farms, like half, half a half a football size, a quarter of a football, a football field, very small. And that's how many people are farming. Like, you know, we have to do something about this. And we have to change the narrative and produce enough for our continent. And the way we can do that is to fund a farmer to do more than the acre he's doing or more than you know um and um, um, three, three acres that he's doing to do 10 15 acres so if we can make any farmer grow by two that means the total production can grow by two and that mm. was even good enough so we mm. came back and we started working on on the project and sorry for the long winding story but i need to create a context so that you can connect and relate with where we are going so we came back and we tested the business model on on a on a pineapple farm that um Francis and Kwame were running and basically raised funds from friends and family, did about four thousand dollars worth of pineapples and were able to pay back the, the funds to them. And we had tested the model and it worked. So then we decided to build the technology this year to allow anybody, ABA or donny, wherever you are in the world, who wants to make a real impact and also make profits to be able to fund um, a farm as small as one eighth of an, a football field. That's um one eighth of an acre. And profit share with the farmer after harvest and sale. And within three months of opening our first um, you know, crop, which was um soybean, man, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. We got over subscribe and we had to close it. open the next one, got over subscribe and had to close it. And we're preparing for 2021. And so if you go onto our website, you find that there's no crop available for. 2020 it's all done we are now raising funds for 2021 and that's really the story of growth for me that is a story of enabling someone like you about who i may never get to meet in person or would not have known had we not been on this call the opportunity to transform our continent and to make sure that the basic need of any person can be met because we are financiers we are investors and we are changing our own narrative you know, to make food available for all. So this is a long and an answer to a very short question and um, the story of growth from yeah me. yeah, love
0: no, it. Because I'm even looking at the website and it it's really, you know, it looks practical. You can just basically select whatever
1: right. Yeah. If you can take us through the steps of uh yeah, like investing. Yeah, yeah. how do you become becoming... a sponsor? Uh, yeah, how <laughs> how do we become
2: I'll, I'll gladly do that. So let me share my screen now so that you could um, maybe basically see what it takes to. Let me know if you can see my screen.
0: I will share it. Let me see.
2: Yeah, there it is. And please do um, interrupt me at any point in time if you have a question, okay?
0: Sure.
2: Great, so um, here's our, our landing page, GrowForMe.com, And we go straight to business. We tell you the crops available, how much it costs to produce it per unit? A unit is one-eighth of an acre or one-eighth of a football field. So take a football field, divide it into eight, and take one-eighth of it. So it costs about 125 Ghana CDs to produce a unit. And 125 Ghana CDs in dollars, for those watching, is basically about um, $21. That's the cost of like a meal, you know, meal and yeah. fast food restaurant. $21 to, co- mm-hmm. to cultivate a plot or um one eighth of an acre the start date is the 24th june and that happens to be my birthday next year so take note of that (laughs) and then um, it it continues to 20th 21st december okay so you can just click on sponsor a farm and once you click on that it gives you the place to log in with your social media handle and you can use a gmail or facebook then you do your contracts and, and upload your ID because it's required by law here to, to KYC or know your customer. So you upload an ID, putting your name, address, and then you sign a contract as a, as a sponsor. And sure. once that contract is signed, you come into a place like this. You just click on start a new farm. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's assume all that has been done. And that, that happens here. I mean, it, it literally you would see it in stages. So it's something like this. I encourage you to create your own referral code and mm-hmm. save it so that like, you can always share with your friends when they want to you know um, join because then you get a very nice you know our cost of acquiring a customer is literally paid back to you which could be if you are just a regular sponsor five, mm-hmm. uh, five cd that's about just a dollar if your partner is about one percent of the um, um, sponsored farm, and if your partner is about 2.5 of the sponsored and farm so yeah, that, I'll talk about that a bit later. So this is where you can do your signing of your contracts. And then once you sign, you can have your contracts available and you can read through the details of the contracts and you can download it. It has, it will have details of your farm, start date, contract, end date, and you can download it in PDF. Okay. So with that out of the way, you can then start a new farm. And this is really where the magic happens. You can pick the crop you want to sponsor. So say you want to do soybean in the next coming um, year. Because this year subscribe. And let's say this is called Abbas Farm. Okay, Abbas Farm. Great. Mm-hmm. You can then indicate the number of units you want to do. Remember, eight units make an acre. An acre is about a football field. So um or let's make just let's say we want to do eight hundred a hundred acres. Okay. So a hundred acres in Ghana see, this in dollars would simply mean about um eighteen thousand, you know, nine hundred and ninety-eight
1: dollars. Is it is this eighteen 18- well, this is a hundred acres
2: yes this is this is a hundred acre remember eight acres make a unit okay right yeah yeah so for eight acres you have um basically um eight units you have an acre so um for, for thousand one hundred C V S for those in who want to see it in dollars it's just about 190 dollars okay so you will then go on to you will see how much profit you can make between seven to thirty-one percent, um, and the potential profits you can make within that five-minute cycles. So eight to eighty CDs to 350 CDs in addition to your profit. So for those who want to see it in dollars, it's just about um um you can make about sixty dollars from your um one, 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 you can make about sixty dollars from your um. Eighty-nine dollars or one hundred and ninety dollars. You can make about sixty dollars from that within that farming cycle. Okay, yeah. so once you have indicated that, you can choose to sell it as cash or harvest as crop. Typically, those who harvest as crop are off-takers who need the soybean themselves or the maize themselves for sure. and maybe processing and stuff. But most people just harvest as cash. Sure. Then you can go ahead and select to pay with card, or you can use I any. Mean, if you have a bank, you want to do a bank transfer, you can. Or you have you want to use another app. There are a lot of popular apps out there, but if you want to use your card, then you can select card, acknowledge the terms and agreement, and then click on pay now. So once you do that, you have the chance to pay with your card. Our platform supports all the card schemes that you can think about. You select international card and you can enter your Maestro or Visa, or um, I mean, whichever card um, option you have, you can just enter it in there and then you can make payments with your details there. It's 3D secure enabled. So all your, you have to get, um, a one-time password to approve the transaction before it goes through. So on successful payment um, for that farm, you're gonna get something like this. Now, this is a farm already paid for. You're gonna have the crop, the, the name you gave to it, how much you paid, the stamp, the farm start day and the end date. And then you're going to see once again, the financial. So now I wanna break the financial down using just this example. So this is a soybean farm with about one unit. Okay. We expect a yield of 900 kilograms to 1,200 kilograms of soybean from, an, from a unit, from one eighth of a, a farm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the yield that we actually going to get, particularly for this unit, now this is for an acre, this unit is going to get 112 to 150 kilograms of soybean. Mm-hmm. The selling price of soybean is between one city, 50% to two cities. So now we get two scenarios of potential payouts after the harvest. They can make about 168 to 300 Ghana CDs, depending on two variables, the amount that is produced on the farm and the selling price on the market. So we can then determine the profit by simply subtracting the cost of producing from the revenue. So our profit is between 51 CDs to 182 CDs. It's on this profit that is shared between you, the sponsor, the farmer and grow for me So as a sponsor, you make 50% of the profit, which is about 25 CDs in the low case scenario to 91 CDs in the high case scenario. Mm-hmm. And then the farmer can see 18 to 64 CDs and grow from 7 to 27 CDs. So you have two case scenarios because really in farming, there are two variables that affect the outcome: the farm itself and the market price, the farm's output and the market price. So we let you see all that so that you know that you could potentially make between 142 Ghana CDs in total. That's your profit plus your sponsorship amount. You can make that amount in the low-case scenario to 280 CDs in the high-case scenario. So net and net in both cases, you still make a profit. Right. But we so, let you see what really is happening.
1: Is is the low guarantee, so it, does it occur that um, the actual um, output or the and the actual revenue Etc. It's lower than the estimated low. Yes.
2: Yeah, so every farm can potentially fail. Can potentially fail for a number of reasons: excess rain, droughts, pests, sure. um, and diseases. So what we do is to put in crop insurance for all the farms that we sponsor. Okay. That's the mitigating factor. Secondly, we select farmers who have at least three years' experience growing that same commodity. In a specific location, so that they don't test and explore with the sponsor's money. We just deal with people who have experience to grow more. And then finally, we're locking off takers before the farm starts. So, to your question specifically, yes, farms can fail, and yes, you may not make anything, but insurance cover is there to protect them, the sponsor. Um, And at the same time, um, the market dynamics may kick in. However, on our contract, we specifically state in the risk policy and we also state in force major clauses because I mean, things may be able to happen if yeah. there's a scenario of war or I mean, I mean cool. Yeah. I mean, these are things that could probably destabilize our economy, which I'm not saying would happen, but I just want to be frank to you about the facts of the matter and what's really can happen. Mm-hmm. So in our experience, we've always, you know, made sure we can deliver on promise and um, provide the sponsor what is required. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely.
0: So do you know the whereabouts of this farm when you become a sponsor?
2: Yeah, so once again, to explain and clarify, you sponsor a crop. Remember, it's a crowd farming and a crowdfunding platform. So you sponsor a crop, say soybean, and that is spread over multiple soybean farmers in the most productive community. Mm -hmm. So in our first cycle, it's spread over over, um, 50 plus farmers in a location called Gushegu, where they are planting the soybean. So you will be able to see um, the area where it's being farmed and you're able to see pictures of the lead farmer's farm. So the lead farmer typically has the biggest portion of funding to grow more because he has more experience, he has more capacity for more and to grow more. And we show you the GPS coordinates on your contract of the farm and we also show you the satellite image and different stages of the farm. So, let me walk through that quickly. So, this is um, an image of land preparation during the planting season. And this is an image of how planting really happens on smallholder farmers. In the beginning, remember I explained that most farms are done by smallholder farmers. So, you get to see what's really happening um, and what farmers experience so that you can really appreciate what it means to farm here in Africa. So, there they are, they punch the hose in the, the seed and move on. That's what smallholder farmers do. But that said, there are also some very large scale farmers we funded who are using planters to plant and so on, you know, and, and they do it at scale. So the purpose of this is for you to really experience what's happening on ground. And then the next stage, you see what happens as the crops grow. So you see the crops at the growth stage as they begin to you know, grow bigger, and you get to appreciate what's really happening on, on the ground. So these are pictures from um, the lead farmer's farm. So if you have a group of 50 farmers, the lead farmer who has the most funding, we would upload pictures of what's happening on that farm. Right. So okay. that's at sort of the growth. And finally at harvest, which we are just about to harvest, you would see pictures of that. So and um, the next thing you also get to see is this the satellite images of the farm in a boundary format. So um, the boundary area is actually um specific images from um airbus to a company called apert 2 that shows you the latest image of that particular area superimposed on the google map so that's basically um, how much detail we offer you of um, what's happening on the farm mm-hmm. sure. nice oh, nice so,
1: um, um, about the contracts. um so yes when you Purchase um, units, right? And then after payment, you receive the contract or you sign the contract and then you pay, right? The contract so you, is. Sorry, mm-hmm, sorry is to you. from the period of um, when they start farming till they've sold the crops, or does that start from when you've made payment till you receive the profits and the. Uh,
2: Yes, the contract starts from when you make payments to you receive the, the profit, which is within the cycle of the crop. So when you sign the contract, these portions are blank because you're yet to create your farms. Mm-hmm. So once you create your farm, some people have three, four farms and I think portfolio, they are listed here on the contract you've signed and with the GPS coordinates, the start date and the end date of the farms. And you have all the details there. So the parts that are dynamic are the parts, the farms that you create. So the more farms you create, the more ad- farms are added to your contract, mm-hmm. so okay. that's what happens. Yeah. All right.
0: It looks. It looks very. Great. Um, so. Straight to the point.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. We kept it simple mm-hmm. because, um, we want to raise very large amounts. I'll give you an example. I mean, cocoa. The cocoa industry in the next ten years, if it's not literally replanted. Ghana itself, for example, just Ghana is one of the, the largest you know, cocoa producing country in the world. So the cocoa industry is going through a very, um, you know most of the trees are old and they need to be replanted for us to maintain our output. Right. The cocoa board raises about $1.3 billion every year to buy cocoa from cocoa farmers and sell them to the international market and, and pay back the people they raise funds from. And the people they raise funds from are large organizations that you know have those funds but do you know as an individual you can be part of this you know whole funds that are needed to you know sponsor cocoa production and make a profit on it and it's only possible through a platform like this because then you can raise the needed amount from maybe 10 million people each giving about 130 dollars and be able to raise that same amount now, this shifts the power balance and shifts the narrative. Because if um, very few syndicated companies are able to raise that financing needed, those few syndicated companies can, to a large extent, determine a lot for that industry. Mm. But now, if it's democratized and you, Abba, and myself can be part of it, it's really we will look out the best interest for our, our continent, not just Ghana, but for our continent, because we want it to grow. And that's the power of such a platform. That's why we really made it simple to fundraise and to see the details.
0: All right. I think it's um it's it's very practical and easy. I'm still trying to get over how you took a bike ride from Ghana to Niger and were able to <laughs> to complete that trip. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> my mind was uh, still in that but. Okay. I- I think it really covers, um, you know, how much of the research aspect is really needed, you know, before you start such a platform and uh, are are able to execute things well. Um, Let's say you, you, you do in business, you know, being a serial entrepreneur, um, how, how, how important was this, this particular trip and that aspect of research to, to set everything up?
2: Yeah, so, you know, it was critical. It was a core. That trip really did not only let us see what was around, um, an opportunity that was on top, but it gave us this burning desire to travel paths that had never been traveled before. Because the only thing we had for that trip was to plot our trip on a Google map. We 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 didn't drive on that. That journey to see the hotels and pre-book and no, we didn't. We planned, got ourselves into shape. I literally cycled from from home to work for about a month or two to get you know ready, and we planned and we had just our pickup following us while well we cycled and we used bamboo bicycles because we wanted to use something that was made here in Ghana, and you know prove that what we have is equally strong. And we had okay. never traveled that that path before. And as we began to cycle and began to take the journey and get to the stops we had marked and and did our night sleepovers because five days we took five days to do it so at night we couldn't cycle we just slept in the motel we had marked up on google map and you don't pre-book you go there knock on the door and say hey guys we want to stay here for the night and <laughs> okay. that journey made us learn that it's possible to travel paths that has never been traveled it's possible to chart paths that have never been charted before and what you need is a, a set of dependable people that you can trust and rely on that you can take that journey with. And so long as everybody believes they can do it and you keep encouraging each other and holding each other accountable and, and supporting each other throughout the journey, you will surely get to that destination. And that's what I took and my team and I took out for me. So after that trip, we are so fired up that we say we're going to take that journey of building a farming a crowdfunding platform that yeah. can enable... Africans across the world to transform the agriculture industry in Africa. And we are so excited about how this has been, and we know it's going to really happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Almost taking the, the last couple of minutes uh, before we round up. For all of you uh, viewers that just tuned in, uh, welcome to Africa on Focus um, on, uh, let's say, the new revamped studio of High Radio. And we've had uh, the the good opportunity to talk to an entrepreneur all the way from Ghana, uh, the founder of. Uh, well, um, of course, we are talking about how you can uh, become a farmer today, and uh, this is really how it works. It's uh, pretty much signing up to a platform. Um, you get all details. You get contracts. Um, you get at least at least an eighty percent assurance that you'll make some profit. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely good, Um, and this is how you you get on board. So especially to, you know, my fellow Africans uh, in the diaspora, uh, if you thought about farming, this is a great way to start. Um, If you have any questions and you're listening through our YouTube platform or Facebook, make sure that you drop your questions so that we take them on and uh, so that we have Nana in answering them. Um, Nana, in, in which phase this platform i know it's launched it's it's there is it accessible to anybody um is there a particular you know are you picky with with your sponsors can you tell us a bit about that
2: no we are not picky with our sponsors just like um, you know food everyone eats food so we allow (laughs) everyone to to sponsor Mm -hmm. and um it's just amazing the the number of you know africans in diaspora who have really mean um, you know, jumped on this. And it's just so powerful to know that people in different parts of the world still want to impact their continent. And all they need that is a channel too. So to your question, no. We do not discriminate. We do not limit. We allow anyone who wants to, to do so. And I, I think what I've seen is a lot of people really are so excited. I mean, one of our sponsors was like the day she heard about it. She just jumped and she was like, yes, yes, I've been looking forward to something like this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just so exciting that we have the opportunity to make it happen. And,
1: and for me, what I really like about this is that it doesn't take a lot or it doesn't take much to jump in it. You can just start with one eighth of an acre, 100 euros, 150 euros, and then you already have something. All right, you can build on. Yeah. And and next to that, the details and information and the journey—it literally takes you more you know, starting from the 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 seeds, sowing the sowing the seeds so till the, uh, so the, so the harvesting, like the pictures and and within a period of time. So I, I like the details and the information given um, on this. Um, it's quite accessible um, to all of us. Um, as it is online as well i do have a question um for instance for ghanaians right and we i have to be a sponsor and i make to to and i would like and i want to see this in in person in real life is that it's are you are you guys located at a place or an office? Is there somewhere I have to I can go to and then they will take me to this farm? How how is that uh, journey going to?
2: Yeah, that's like? absolutely easy. We just organized last month a trip to the farms in the north. Um, we had our first sponsor, um, one of our very early sponsors, Laureen, who then came on board as our head of sales. Amazing, yeah. Visited the mm-hmm. farms and and she got to see um the many quite a number of the farms that had been sponsors sponsored up north and it was just exciting to see her on the journey. And those videos will be launched soon and you can see her trip from from the northern part of Ghana when she got to see the farms. Now yes, we have a physical office um number 10, Gambas Road near um Happy Home Academy in Poquosi. Um mm-hmm. and my number is always also on the website. You can just scroll to the lower part, you can come visit us um the farm trips are always organized so if any of our sponsors want to have a farm trip typically what we do is that we try to build a list and when we have quite a significant number we take a trip because these trips are quite long for example it's are going to take about 12 hours from Accra to Tamale or in the bus unless you want to take a flight which is about 45 minutes and that's going to be a cost so once you get to tamale you're going to spend like the whole day i mean journey from tamale to three at least three of the farms and these farms are quite dispersed okay because for example tamale has such a very large flatland and there are different places that the farms are so to your to a simple answer to your question is a yes you can easily go check out the farms yes thank
1: you thank you very much
0: thank you and um you know the last question before we round up uh, because you know we've been talking uh thoroughly about uh, uh growth for me uh, you know, such a fantastic platform, and how people can uh, get on board. Um, but coming from you, you know, as one who has kickstarted many uh, businesses, um, what would your you know advice be to um, to people out there outside of the continent that want to contribute by this way, doing to um, to something like this? Uh, what is your advice for them? Number one, and number two, is also for others that you know. A desire to be like you because it's quite an accomplishment, you know, being such an entrepreneur, um having launched platforms that do very well. What is your advice?
2: Yeah, so my it's first of all, no one should want to be like me. You don't want to be like me. (laughs) You should be like yourself. You're unique. You're wonderful, and you're fearfully made. And I think you have something unique to provide. But my sorry, was that was the question to me or to Della? No, it was to you okay great so yeah. um, i think if you're in the diaspora you're open to you have exposure you have network yeah. you have experience mm-hmm. experience being your systems in i mean you're in norway norway has amazing systems when it, especially when it comes to technology yeah. and literally you know checking out and experiencing a technology somewhere built in Africa and giving feedback is one of the very first way you can really make impact. Mm-hmm. What do I mean? Some of our sponsors literally um, gave us suggestions about what should be done, what should be seen, and that influenced the design of our software and made it even better. So you want to always do that, okay? Then the next thing is that you want to also connect with the entrepreneurs and, and, and experience what they are going through to build it. Because sometimes what happens is there's just a need for the right introduction to have the next growth in your company and connecting with entrepreneurs will make a difference. And for people who want to become entrepreneurs who are in the diaspora, what I want to say is that there's a lot of um, great companies that are starting up here in Africa and are looking for investments. Mm -hmm. Now, the investments network cycles in in, in Africa, I will speak specifically for Ghana, is pretty much limited. So you want to, you know, connect more people to investors in the space because the investment cycles tend to revolve around elements of trust and that's why you want to make the right introduction but you would say then how can i be sure so then you have to start by first being a customer of that company experiencing their services and then when you're comfortable you can go ahead to make the introductions these are very practical ways but if you want to start a business yourself and back home in in africa in african countries i think what you should do is to really partner because you will not have the opportunity and the luxury to be on ground so partnering, it's someone who wants to start or someone who's already started, it's the most logical way to do it. And the way you do it to ensure that you, you can trust and you can have safety is by putting in multiple layers of monitoring. Mm-hmm. So for example, in our business, our farms are monitored. We have three layers of monitoring. We have extension officers from MOFA, and we have our own independent monitoring team and then our satellite images. So if you want to start a business locally, you want to have a you want to have an independent team, like you want to source your accountant so to an independent company, that's an accountant so that everybody's on the same page. You want to have an independent audit, auditing company so that you can see what's happening. And these are practical steps to partner with someone and build a business um, here back home.
0: Sure. Absolutely love that. And uh, on that note, um, do you have any last shout-outs before we, uh, we round up our talk?
2: Yes. Absolutely, we have a live webinar happening right now where we have our head of sales, Laureen, talking extensively sure. about what I just went to. I just did a quick summary of everything, but she's going to mm-hmm. spend quality time explaining things to you, and I'll share the details with you so you can invite people to join and and basically to to know to discover and learn more about what growth for me does. And by the way, I'm very open. I'm on social media at King Nana Prempe. Anyone can speak to me. I think, Abba, you give my number out. So I'll be very happy to connect with anyone who wants to talk to me about growth for me, investments, tech startups, and I'll be very, or even fake. I'll be very happy to discuss that.
0: Sure. So uh, definitely we'll be sharing the link to the, because you also shared it with me. Uh, Um, uh, uh, What I'll do is uh, that so people can join in. Is it taking place now? Okay. Right. Right. All right. Thank you uh, very ma- much. and uh, Nana Prep. We'll be keeping in touch with you and uh, you know, uh be sharing um a lot of what's going on around Growth for Me and of course uh sharing it uh, uh within our network. Uh because I think this is something that especially the um um the diaspora should be a part of. Absolutely. Thank you. So Absolutely. thanks so much for Thank you. Uh, thanks again for uh, for your time, and um, let's let's leave you so that you can uh, you know chop your
2: your <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you, Abba. It was a pleasure talking to you all, and I look forward to connecting with you again. Have a great day. And you too.
0: Okay, bye
2: bye.
0: Well, all right, that brings us to uh, to the end of talking about um, how you can become a farmer now. Donnie, I I know you're on board.
1: Oh. <laughs> see, can you tell? Yeah, I can definitely tell. Yeah, I can is, definitely tell. This was really nice. Yeah, like it kind of it took us through. Absolutely. Yeah, it's straightforward. It's it's quite pleasant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah. it's a, it's a good way of contributing. Um, and I can see how why people are interested because people are looking for that easy step yeah. and that transparent you know yeah. platform once it becomes difficult it's like oh no I, i'm not there i don't know which farm that right. is i'm not there to take pictures let me leave that alone right
1: right but and um, it's like people also um especially the let's say young well not the young adults but those who are now the graduate um the graduates yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a career going on sure, over here but sure. still looking for advancement opportunities exactly um one i do have a lot of talks about invest in let's say companies, corporate uh yeah. buying shares and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I found those to like there's a hurdle somewhere Absolutely. somehow. Yeah. It's yeah. like if you want to buy an Apple stock. Yeah. One a exactly. share or one stock is this this amount of price. It's yeah. it's too high unless yeah. you buy let's say ExxonMobil or yeah. some other even Netflix during growing time like spiked their shares stocks right went up right. um but having this i and now and you know i finances that's yeah. my thing yeah. um, and i'm <laughs> looking is. at right so i'm looking at the profit margin and yeah. i'm looking at all right and then, so i'm comparing that to yeah. um that of the corporation of corporate
0: yeah. um
1: investments mm-hmm. it's quite similar all right okay and the good thing is is this is as profitable yeah. as um the only thing more profitable is the startups because they can generate and make a lot and jump right. from zero to 5,000 or whatnot within right. five years to 10 years. Right. So they are the most profitable, but that's, um, but that's because the risk mm-hmm. there is higher. I but see. when you go to a corporation, which is, um, like Coca-Cola, for example, Coca-Cola, you're not going to earn any money if you yeah enter now and write, yeah. but. But this is a, a very—it's—it's—it's it's, it's lucrative. It's—it's—it's it's, yeah. it's low. It's for those who are seeking an opportunity to yeah. do some investments with, let's say, the change yeah. that they have uh, on their bank accounts. And I because, think that's good. Yeah, it's—it's it's, it's really nice. I'm definitely going to promote this. And yeah. Get it's a good idea. Myself. Good idea. Oh, and it's beneficial for. You know, Africa and exactly. Africa.
0: So yeah. that gives us more reason to be promoting this. Uh, yeah. So, so people, let's go if we do
1: not partake in this, are we uh, really African? No, just kidding.
0: And for listeners who are interested and would love to learn more about growth in me, after the interview, you can join the live webinar. Uh, I'll share the link uh, so that people could, you know, uh, um, touch base on that yeah. one. And, um, yeah, learn more about it. You know, if it takes some time, sometimes you need some time to think yeah. about things. And uh, but I, I think you know, especially the amounts that are required, this is just easy, easy breezy. Absolutely. And an,
1: an acre is big, like a football field is. Yeah. Is huge. It's huge.
0: It's um, it's huge.
1: You imagine how many pineapples you can grow know. on just one eighth of a football field. I know, right? Field. Like so. Yeah. I think it's a good business. It's yeah. Good it's business. Serious, man. Nice.
0: Again. thank you for listening to africa on focus we air live every sunday on high radio from 7 p.m accident time join the africa on focus platform on facebook instagram and twitter at africa on focus or visit ww.africaunfocus.com and follow me on all your social platforms twitter facebook and instagram at miss Abba. shout out to high radio and Q vibe for the jingle